Today's daf and seita is daf mem zayin. We are going to begin on mem vav amid beis, the last line, avate tzeno. Just a few important announcements. Uh, first of all, tomorrow night is a grand siyam harambam, mega siyam harambam. Um, so we are going to have this year earlier, 6.30 instead of 8.15. So those who want to attend should attend. It was a, it's a big thing that the Rebbe was very uh, encouraging that each one should be mishtatif in the CM Harambam, not only uh, on the internet, but if you can come, it's an important thing to actually um, be there as well. Number two, um, Wednesday night, Baruch Hashem, we're full now. So those who are here and those who are watching, please, if you reserve the spot, please make sure to show up. I know no one got an email confirmation, um, but if you filled it out, 99.9% we are good. Okay, and, uh, and as mentioned, we have uh, different speakers, different uh, rabbonim. A, uh, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful event, as uh, we promise not to disappoint. And we have the biggest chus tonight to have the uh, founder of Irgun Teda, who v'schusay, so many shiurim are here in Crown Heights as well as this year. So we uh, thank him publicly and uh, the Ebershah should help you to continue all the fullness of Limda uh, Teda and everything that you do. Okay, so the last thing we left off yesterday is we spoke, we rushed it a little bit, but we spoke of the story which was brought down in Malachim about Elisha, that Elisha saw B'nevuah that these people don't even have a lachluchas shel mitzvah. Now, what happened was, is the story in short, was that Elisha came to a town that the water over there was not, uh, the, uh, the water was not very pure, it wasn't a very good water. And there were people that were uh, taking advantage of the situation and bringing in water from outside, and they had a parnasa. Uh, distributing water to this town. Alicia came and basically took care of the issue one, two, three, and these people were out of business, right? You remember the PPE days? So they were basically out of business. Um, so then what happened was is that these people who Alicia took out of business, um, they were right to him, they were harassing him. Um, and then Alicia got upset, and the Pasuk says that this is where we're starting today. And the Pasuk says, And two she-bears came out of the yar of the forest. And it tore 42 Jewish children from them. That's what the Pasuk says in Malachim. So the Gemara says, It's a Rav Ushmul, it's a Machlekes Rav and Shmuel, exactly what happened in this story. Chad Omar, one opinion says that it was a nest, it was a miracle that Beers came and uh, killed these 42 children. Chad Omar, and another opinion says it's a nest, Beseich nest, it was a miracle within a miracle. Now, the Gemara says, Man the Omar nest, according to the opinion that holds, it was a miracle, Yar Have, which means there was already a forest there, and Dubim Lehavu, but there were no Beers. So, what was the miracle? The miracle was that the Abishter brought beers to the forest. And according to the opinion that holds, it was a miracle within a miracle. So he says, Really, there was neither no forest and there were no beers in that area. And the Abishter brought Sai beers and Sai forests. In other words, through Elisha. So the Gemara asks now, 
with uh, regarding the second opinion that it was a nes b'seich nes, the Gemara asks, dubim, yar. Why couldn't the Abishter not just bring the beers and not the forest? In other words, we know, Hashem doesn't make a miracle just for no reason. So, according to the opinion that holds, it was a nes b'seich nes, why did Hashem have to make sai dubim and sai yar? Just make the dubim come and uh, do what you got to do. Why do you need a forest? So the Gemara answers and says, Dibi'isi, we're talking about uh, a case that if the Abishter would not have made the forest, then the beers would have been frightened because the way that Hashem made the beers is that if it's an open area, then without a forest, then the beers, not only will they not attack, like Rashi says, they get very, very scared. And they're going to run away from the people. That's what, according to Rashi, according to the Marsha, the Marsha says that the children, if the children are not in the forest and they just see beers just trucking down the avenue, they're going to run away. And it's going to defeat the, the, whole, the whole purpose of why Hashem made beers. So therefore, the Abish tried to make side the forest and side the beers together. Okay, Vaiter, the Gemara says, Om Rebbe Chanin, Rebbe Chanin says, Bishvil Arboy, Mushnaim Karbone, Shehikriv Balak, Melech Moyov, Huvkum Yisrael Arboy, Mushnaim Yiladim. The Gemara says, Rebbe Chanin says that due to the 42 offerings that Balak, who was the king of Moyov, brought when he tried to have Bilam curse the Jewish people, so the Torah says that he brought 42 Karbonis. Now, so Beschus, the 42 Karbonis that Balak brought, so what happened was, is the children or Hufko were broken off from, from uh, Klal Yisrael. In other words, and that's the incident that was, that was involved in Elisha, that Elisha, he got upset at this town, and 42 children died over there. Why? It was Beschus, the Karbonis that Balak brought. Asked the Gemara Eni, is that really so? Was it the reward from his offering that brought, that brought this catastrophe to Klal Yisrael? A person should always learn Torah and do mitzvahs. Even though it's not, it's Shalei In other words, you're not doing it for the sake of learning Torah or doing mitzvahs itself. Why? Because eventually um, a person who's learning Shalei will come and actually learn the Shema. And he says, the schar, the reward that of the 42 years, the 42 karbonis that Balak Melech Mayav brought, Zacha v'yatsa mimenu rus, shiyatsa mimenu shleima. Rus, came, who came from Balak, who, who came from rus, shleima melech. So why was Balak zeicha, why was Balak Melech Mayav zeicha to have rus, who had shleima, is because of the 42 karbonis that he brought. Shekosu bey, what does the Pesach say? Elef oilis yala shleima. It says, a thousand burnt offerings, the Shlema offer up. says, That Rus was the daughter of who? Rus was the daughter of Eglon, who was the Benoi Shal Balak who was the son of Balak. So we see that these Chachamim say that Balak's reward was to have Rus, who descended from him, not that a number of Jewish people. Uh, died. So how could you say it was Beschus the Karbanis that caused the 42 children to die? If it says clearly here that Beschus the 42 Karbanis says clearly Zochav Yatsim Menorus 
Kush Yatsman Shlema. So the answers and says, His desire was to curse, Balak's desire was to curse the Jewish people. And the reward for sacrificing his offerings was that the curse was fulfilled. How? In the incident of Elisha. That's what he wanted. His, his uh, intent, his curse was that the, that the Yidin should be cursed. And that was fulfilled through the Maish with Elisha, which we just explained that the 42 children were uh, killed by these two shebeers. Now the Gemara, because at the end of the day, at the end, at the end of the day, he brought Karbanas. In other words, even though his intentions was bad, but he did he did do he did do um, uh, a pleasurable thing. Okay. Now the Gemara returns to the Maisa involving Elisha. The 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 pasuk says, the Pasik says that, and the men of the city said to Elisha, Behold, please see the situation of the city is pleasant as my Lord sees. Now, what happened was, is that, as we said, the whole story over there, that the, the, um, the water was bad over there. And they came to Elisha and they said, Come and, 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 and help us. So the Gemara says, Now, if this was a city that the water was bad and the land causes women, mashkelas, to miscarry, so what is, what is great about it? You're saying, Why is it good? It's bad water over there. Why are they calling their own land toif? So the Gemara says, What's good about it? says, The grace of a place is upon its inhabitants. In other words, people are fond of their hometown. How they grow up, that's how what they're used to. So even though uh, it's it's uh, it's not a uh, very desirable place, but chain mokim for the grace of a place is upon its inhabitants. says, There are three the there are three types of graces. What does that mean? First of all, chain mokim al you have the grace of the place of its inhabitants. In other words, wherever a place a person was brought up, he's fond of that place. Number one, number two, you have the grace of a woman upon her husband. In other words, despite the woman's faults, nevertheless, a husband uh, loves his wife. And number two, number three, that the grace of a purchase upon the buyer. In other words, a person, when he buys something, uh, usually he, even though it could be a bad deal, but he is usually, uh, he views his deal in, in a positive way. Elisha got sick three times. One was a punishment for inciting the bears to attack the children. And another time, uh, Elisha was punished because he pushed Gehazi with both of his hands without leaving him, and we're going to learn soon that he didn't allow uh, Gehazi to do tshuva. And one, uh, which the sickness, uh, he eventually died. As it says, And Elisha became sick. Cholas once. Chel is twice. Which he would die. So we see that he got sick three times. Again, one was for inciting the bears against the children. One was for not allowing Gehazi 
pushing a Gehazi, which we're going to learn soon what that means, and ones that he uh, eventually died. Okay. A person should always uh, use his left hand. We know a person's left hand is weaker, so when it comes to a left hand, use the left to be Deicha somebody. But the stronger hand, Mekarevis, always try to bring a person close. And the Bryce says, Not like Elisha, who pushed away Gehazi with two of his hands. And not like Yeshu ben Prachi, who pushed away, based on this gear, so it would be, you come to Yashka. However, Tesu Sarash and other Mepharshim want to say that it doesn't make sense that Bechlal, this is Yeshu. But based on this gear, so it will come out that uh, the story was with uh, Yashka. That Yeshua and Prachi pushed Yeshua and Eitzri Metamidu Bishte Yadav. Now the Gemara says, Elisha may have you. What was this incident? What happened exactly with Elisha? The Chassid the Bazik says, Vayemer Namon Hoyel Kach Kikarim. It says that there was a, a a a great man. There was a king by the name of Namon. Now Namon got sick. We don't know in, in, in we don't learn in Yeshiva's Navi, but in short, the story over there in Malachim is that. This Naaman got very sick, so he brought Elisha to heal him. Elisha made him better. And then he asked Elisha, what are you, what can I, how can I pay you? He says, I don't need anything, I don't need any money, we're good. Now, he had this, this uh, shrewd Gehazi, who was his attendant, and Gehazi went over to him and said, uh, you know, Elisha changed his mind, come pay up. So the Pazik says, So Naaman said, uh, you know, take, take the silver that you want. So, in other words, Naaman offered Gehazi payment uh, for the help that Elisha given him. Now, the Pasuk says that when Elisha heard about it, he tells Gehazi, he tells him, He says to him, Did not my heart go when the man turned, uh, turned uh, his back from his chariot to meet you, is it a time to take money, to take garments, olives, vineyards, sheep, oxen, servants, and maidservants? He told him eight things. He says, he says now Elisha criticized Gehazi for taking payment, but like eight types of payments. So the Gemara says, Did Gehazi take all these eight things that Elisha enumerated? He only took money and garments. At that moment, that Elisha found out about it, he was learning about the halachas of the Shemini Shratzim. Omer Lois, he told him Russia. He told Gehazi Russia. Now is the time that it has come to take the reward for studying the topic of the Shemini Shratzim. And that's why he enumerates these eight, um, these eight things. Now, he says, Viter, Elisha said, He says, And the leprosy of Naaman shall cleave to you and to your descendants forever. He was so upset at him, he says, that whatever Naaman had, you should have the tzaras uh, in you. Now, And the Gemara says, that there were four men who had tzaras. This was Gehazi and his three children. So that was the story of Gehazi. He was Gehazi. The Gehazi he was so upset what Gehazi did to Naaman, that he cursed him um, with these eight things, and he told him that basically any schar that you were supposed to get for learning Torah, you are going to get it in this world. Um, and, um, and we're going to learn in a few um, 
about the Truba thing. Okay. Now, then the Pasuk says, Vayovi Elisha Damesik, and Elisha came to Damesik. Lama Halach. So the Gemara says, why did he go there? Or Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon, it says, Shaholach Lachzidah Legechazi Betshuva. He went to Damesik to bring Gechazi back to do Tshuva. Beloi Chazar, and he refused to do Tshuva. Amar Lai said to him, Chazar Bach, return, do Tshuva. Amar Lai, so Gechazi told him, Kach Mekublani Mimcha, I have a Kabbalah, that from you, that call me Shechotav Hechtias Adavim, any person who sins and causes others to sin, Ein Maspik and Beyod Elasis Tshuva, will not be given the opportunity to do Tshuva. So the Gemara says, my Ovid, what exactly did Gechazi do to be Machtes Arabim? So Igad Amri Evan Sheevas Talalay Lechatos Yeravam. Some people say that he hung this like magnetic rock, rock on Yeravam's calf. There was a golden calf that Yeravam uh, established as Avedazara, and he used this, magne- this magnet to pull the calf off the ground. So Vehemidu Ben Shemayim Laris, he suspended it between heaven and earth. In other words, he caused that this Avedizara should be suspended, he made like a nest out of it to show the, the, how, uh, the chashivas of Yeravim's Avedizara. Vikid Amri, other people say, Shem Chokok La Apuma, he engraved the Abishra's name on its mouth, uh, or, or, or a holy name on its mouth, and this mouth would say, so he gave even more chashivas to the Avedizara. So he was machtis Aram. Other people say that Gechazi pushed the Chachamim from coming before him. In other words, they, he prevented, Gechazi prevented the Chachamim from learning Tayyip from Elisha. As the Pasuk says, And the sons of the Prophet said to Elisha, Behold, this place where we are staying before you is too cramped for us. What does this teach us from here? That until this time, the place was not cramped as Gechazi would turn people away. Why would, and, and he would prevent uh, people from learning Teda from Elisha. So that was the Maisa with um, Gechazi. Now the Gemara says, Yeshua Mahi. What was the whole story with Yeshua and Brachia? What did he do? So he says, So the Gemara says, when Yanai, Yanai was a king, and he was killing the Chachamim. Now, Shimim and Shotach, Atmarte Achose. So Shimim and Shotach, his sister was married to this Yanai Amelech, and Yanai Amelech was killing the Chachamim. Killed thousands of Chachamim. So, Yeshuv and Prachia, he was the brother-in-law of this Yanai, and his sister hit him. Yeshuv and Prachia, Ozol Arik Lachlachsandri Yashom Yitzrayim. And the Bishuv and Prachia, he fled to Alexandria of Egypt. He had a shlama. So when peace was between Yana and the Chachamim, Shalach lay Shimon ben Shatach. So Shimon ben Shatach sent Shalach lay Shimon ben Shatach. So Shimon ben Shatach sent the letter to Rabbi Bishuv and Prachia, and he said, "Mini Yerushalayim ir Akedesh leich Alexandria shemitzrayim achosi." He said, "For myself, Yerushalayim, the holy city, to you, Alexandria of Egypt." My sister, Bali Shadu Beseichich, Bani Yeshevet Shemema. My husband dwells within you, and I am sitting alone. So, Rabbi Shuvan Prachia uh, understood. Omar, he said, Shemamina, Havelei, Shlama, I can learn from this letter that there's talk of peace, and I can go back to Yerushalayim. So, Rabbi Shuvan Prachia was heading back to Eretz Yisrael. He also, when he came back to Eretz Yisrael, Ikleo Lahu Ushpizeh. So Rabbi Yeshua ben Rabbi Yeshua ben Prachia 
um, visited a certain inn. Kom Kamayu Bikona Shapir. So the innkeeper stood up and was honoring him uh, very much. Of the Li Lei Yikoratuva. And they gave him a lot of honor. Yosef Yikom Ishtabach. So Bishuim Prachi then sat and he was praising them by saying, how beautiful is this inn? So Amrla Yeshua Nesri, so this Yeshua Nesri said, Rebbe, a now trudis. So he says that the, the eyes of this innkeeper's wife are narrow. In other words, he was saying that the innkeeper's wife is very beautiful. So Amrla, so Rabbi Yeshua ben Prachia said, Russia, Russia, this is what you're doing, you're looking at women. Apik He brought out 400 shafras and excommunicated him. The Gemara says, Every day this uh, Yeshu would come before him, but he would not accept him to do tshuva. He was very upset at him. One day, Yeshu was reciting Krishma. Also the Kamei, so this Yeshu came before him, and really, Rabbi Yeshu Prachia intended to accept him to do tshuva. So he motioned, he singled with his hands, and he said, wait a minute. What happened? He thought again, this, uh, this guy thought again that he was being rejected by him. So what happened? So he went to return to Abed Zara. So then Rabbi Shubham Prakhi said, you have to do tshuva. He told him, I have a Kabbalah from you. If one sins and makes others sin. Ain must speak in biyode. Last is tshuva. We do not allow him to do tshuva, which means that uh, he's not given the opportunity to do tshuva. What did this Yeshu do? The my Yeshu anoints the kishev v'hisis v'idir v'echdis yisrael. That that this uh, again, this according to this gear says Yashka, he performed sorcery, uh, he incited the masses, and he uh, was mediach, and also he caused the Jewish people to sin. So we see from this story that had the Bishum and Prachia given this Yeshu, based on this Girsa, the time of the day, and not be so rough with him for giving a, an appropriate comment, chances are the whole Christianity would never, uh, would never begin. Based on this Girsa, again, the Tesh Tzarosh and everything say it's not the same. He goes through different uh, timelines. He says it doesn't even make sense to say that it's um, this, uh, this, this uh, who everybody calls... Okay. Tanya was talking about Bryce, Rabshim and Lazar Imer, Rabshim Lazar says, Yetzer, which means the Yetzahara, Tinek, when it comes to, to a child, and the Ishan to a woman. In other words, when it comes to the Yetzahara of, uh, of, 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 let's say, to have uh, relations with their wife or, or children, like a person should reject um, with the left and with the right welcome. In other words, if a person, like Rashi says, pushes a person too forcefully, then this damage might be uh, irreversible. Okay, now, brand new Mishnah. Zayin and Aleph, the last Mishnah, the Mishnah says, If, we're speaking about the Egla Rufa, so if they found the murderer before they actually broke the calf's back, neck from the back, so the Allah is Tetzevitira Be'eder. So then this uh, animal can go and graze back into the uh, flock, into the uh, place where it grazes, and it has no kedusha. Now, Mishnah Erfa Egla. However, once the Egla is broken, so then 
because, so and even if you found the a murderer after the halach is the cover of him came up, it has to be buried in this place. Why? Because the whole purpose of why you're bringing this is because you don't know who killed him. So keep resveka. So now that you brought the um, the egla arufa, the suffix is taken care of. and you can go on. Now if the egla was um, decapitated and then you found the murderer then the uh, killer is killed and this kapar does not work. Okay, that's the first case. Next case, if one eight says, I saw there was a murderer. Now if he says, I saw there was a murderer, then you don't perform egla arufa because the whole egla arufa is only for a suffix. If a guy says, so then the halacha is we do not perform egla arufa. So now what's the case over here? One witness said, I saw the murderer. And another person says, You aid, it's, not, it's impossible for you to see the murderer. Or Isha Maris Isi, or a Isha woman said, I saw the murderer. And Isha Maris, and another woman says, Loi Reisa, you did not see. So what's the din? Hayu Orphan. You have one against one. So basically, each one cancels out the other. And Hayu Orphan, they would break the neck. They would perform Egla Rufa. Why? Because it's status quo. One eight says, I saw the murderer. And therefore, if he saw, they would not, again, they would not perform Egla Rufa. Two people say, You did not see. So the Allah is, they would break the neck. Why would they break the neck? Because you have two against one. Two are saying, So now, if two people say, We saw the murder. One person says, It's impossible for you to see. So the Allah is, They would not break it. Why? Because we're going to see soon. Because you have the one against the two, which the Gemara is going to question that. Now the Mishnah then says, Once the uh, murderers, there was a lot of murderers amongst Klal Yisrael, so then Botla Egla Arufa, the Chachamim abolished the whole Egla Arufa. Now this Eliezer Ben Dinai was a murderer, and he nicknamed, he changed his name to Tchina Ben Prisha. They came and they renamed him son of murderer. Uh, this is an, uh, an example of a person who was known as a murderer. Now, the Mishnah says, from the time that there was many adulterers, so the bitter waters was nullified. And who was the person who stopped it was Rebbechim and Zakeh. As it says, Ki si se it says that I will not punish your daughters when they commit znus uh, and your daughter-in-laws when they commit adultery. So meaning that when the husbands are adulterers, as we learned this a few times, then the wives are not punished for their own adultery. So therefore, since the whole Ma'amadim basically was abolished. When Yesi bin Yehazer died, and we're going to see in the Gemara tomorrow, we're going to see exactly what Ashkalis means. Literally, it means clusters, but it's going on a certain type of person. As it says, there's no cluster to eat, nor first ripe figs that my soul desires. took away the declaration of the Meiser. In other words, after this time, no one recited 
the whole, as we know, after the third year, you have to recite a whole, uh, a whole psukim of Yarta Kedish Menabayis uh, at the end of the third year cycle. So he abolished that. He also nullified the Naikfin, the Ma'irin and the Naikfin, which we're going to learn exactly what that means. Literally, it means the awakeners and the strikers in the base of Migdash. Daf Mem Zayin Amid base. Now, the Mishnah says, Until his days, the hammer of smiths was striking Yiddishalayim. But, but he made a, so he made a zitter to take away the patish bidishalayim, which the Gemara will explain what that means. And um, in his days, there was no need to inquire about the suffix of demai, if a person gave maizir or not, because he was uh, made a takana that when you buy something, you always have to give maizir. Where do we know that if after the Egla Rufa was, was decapitated and then you found the murderer, which so that does not get, does not leave the murderer off the hook, Tamalema, the Pasik says, and the land shall not be atoned for the blood that was spilled in it, but the blood of he who spilled in it. Because, because the whole Egla Rufa is a kapara. So, so why are you killing this person? You're killing this person because basically Alpipinimius, he needs to have a kapara. So now that you went ahead and you, and you took care of the Egla Rufa, so maybe I could have a hamamina that he was machaper. Fine. Now, so, and, and this is a, a little bit of a repeat. We have this gemara in, uh, we have this gemara before. On Daf, uh, we had this Gemara before. So I'm trying to look at the Maramukim here. Anyway, um, so it's it's a little bit of a. Uh, I think Rashi says something. Yeah, look at Rashi. Sugi zu kula pidashtiya beperag mishikina and daf lamen lamen aleph amir beis veina chaluka kan klum. Very interesting, Rashi. Rashi basically says I explained everything over there. And that's from an olive, so it's basically a repeat. So we're going to go a little bit quicker. Okay. So the Gemara says, if one aid says, I saw the killer, and then another says that you did not see him, so then, uh, what's the halacha? The halacha is that they would break the Egla Rufa. Why? Because you have one verse one. So the Gemara says, time in the Machishlei. What's the reason why that one cancels out the first aid? Is because he contradicts him. But if you would not contradict him, then Eid Echad Mehemen. One witness would be believed, and they did not break the, uh, they wouldn't break the neck, because you have the one person says that, I saw the murderer. Now, so the Gemara says, How do I know this? How do I know that I believe this one Eid? So he says, the We learned in Abrais, it says in regards to the Eglar Rufa, it says, It's not known who struck him. Now, which would imply, if, let's say, you didn't know who killed him, even if he's one person at the end of the world, they would not break the neck. Where do we know that if the Sanhedrin saw a, a, one person killing another person, and we don't know who it is, they would not break the neck. That's why the Pasuk says, 
and he did not, our eyes did not see. no, and they did not see. In other words, seeing the actual uh, murder is, um, is, is, gets, basically, you don't have to do the whole kapar of Egl So now the Gemara says, Now that you have said that one witness, we rely on him. So, So, if you rely on this one aid, how could another aid contradict him? And the Gemara asks, Whenever the Teda believes one aid, you have two. And we know whenever there's two aidim, one aid cannot contradict the two aidim. So if the first aid is considered like two, how could this second aid knock him out? So Amalek says, Tarani, you have to learn in the, in the, in the Mishnah, not that they would break the neck, but if you have uh, one, verse one, so then we believe the first person, and they would not break it. Why? Because the first one is considered like two. Now, Rabbiya says, no. You have to learn how you orphim, they would break the neck. So the Gemara says, but according to Rabbiya, you have the Shaila of Ula. How could one uh, contradict one? So the Gemara says, it's not a Shaila. When they come at the same time, so then one can knock out the other. When they come, which is like after the time it takes to say, Shalom Aleicha, Rabbi Yomeri. So then the first aid is basically believed as two, and the second aid cannot knock him out. Okay. If we learned in the Mishnah that if one aid says, I saw the murder, and two people say, you do not see. So then, they would break the neck. Why? Because you have two against one. It would imply from here that if you had one against one, which is a tiyufta derebchia, because according to derebchia, we know we would believe the first one. So the Gemara says, one second, according to your reasoning, let's look at the seifa of the Mishnah. If two people say, you, we saw the murder, and one said, we did not see it, they would not break the neck. Why wouldn't they break the neck? Because you have the eid echad but if you have one verse one, how you orphan? So, make up your mind. From the from the first one, from the first part of the price it's mashma chad v'chad loy how you orphan, and from the safest mashma chad v'chad how you orphan. So Allah the Gemara says that mastizin kulib b'psuleidus. The entire Mishnah is dealing with a case of witnesses. I'm sorry, the mastizin kulib b'psuleidus. The entire Mishnah is dealing with not kosher edim. Any time that the Tater believes one witness, we go after the majority of opinions. In other words, if the testimony of the two disqualified Edim, uh, they, they're, they're being said to each other, so the Bayesian rules in accordance with the testimony of more witnesses, whether or not they are disqualified to testify. So now, the, they established that the testimony of two women, who we know usually two women are disqualified from giving testimony, they, um, uh, they um, when they testify against one man, it should be like two men against one man, and the based on will rule in accordance with the testimony of the two women. Other people say, that whenever one valid witness comes, even it's even if a hundred women 
They either contradict, are considered like one witness, and they do, cannot override this one eighth. Vachamayaskina, what are we dealing with over here? We're going to Asi Ishimikara. Here we're dealing with a case that the woman came to testify that she saw the killer. And then uh, two other women arrived and contradicted her statement. And according to this uh, interpretation, you have to amend the statement of Reb Nechemia as follows. Any time the Tere believes one eight, we go after the majority of opinions. And they made one woman, two women like one woman, like two men against one man. But two women in opposition to one man who is a valid witness, then it's like half of a peer witness and half of a peer witness, and the Mishnah really does not address this question. Okay. The Gemara now says, Why do I need two cases in the Mishnah to teach me that the majority of opinion we go to when, uh, when, uh, when we're talking about a case that are disqualified witnesses? The Gemara says, I would think, when do I go after the majority? Is only lechumra, but lekula we don't. Therefore, it tells us that even lekula, I do go. Um, I say these halachas. Okay, the Mishnah said Mishrabu Harechtsin from the time that the murderers were a lot. So he says that uh, the whole egla rufa was bottle. When the Harechtsin were a lot, so the egla rufa was bottle. Because the whole purpose of why you're bringing so when they when when there was an increase in murderers openly the para the egla rufa was nullified. The Mishnah says from the time when the adulterers were a lot. What does it mean? And the man shall be cleaned, cleared from a sin. That when a man is clean from a sin, the water checks the woman. However, if the woman is not clean from sin, in other words, that she also committed adultery, the waters will not check the woman. And the Pasuk says, As the Pasuk says, I will not punish your daughters when they commit znus. So the Gemara asks, What does it mean? And if you're going to say, what the Pasuk means to say is, and if you're going to say that when the Pasuk says that she shall be Minuk of Oven, that's all when it's his Aveda that will cause the waters to be ineffective. But what about the Bnei or the Bnei But I would think that the Averas of his sons and daughters does not impact the effectiveness. So Tashma, and I will not punish your daughters. In other words, I will not punish your wives due to your daughters when they commit znus, nor your daughters-in-law when they commit adultery. If you're going to say, and if you're going to say that this, uh, the, the, the transgression of adultery with a married woman, that will cause the waters to be ineffective. But let's say if a person has uh, relations with an unmarried woman, it does not impact the effectiveness. You should know for they for they are with a low woman and they sacrifice with zainus. What does it mean? And the people that is without understanding, 
the Navi said to the Yiddish people, if you're particular about yourself, so the waters will bedek your wife, will we'll evaluate the wives. If not, the water does not evaluate your wife. Now, from when the from those who accept benefit from others, uh, there was a lot of them. So the Brisa says this Avsu Adinim the Number one, the halachas became twisted, the deeds became corrupted, and there was no neach, there was no comfort in the world. from the time when those who look at the faces of the Bali Dinin in judgment, uh, in other words, they look to, to Paskin. They look at the face, the paschal, what will be the din? The Mishnah says that the, um, the fulfillment of the Pasuk, you should not fear, uh, stopped, and the fulfillment of the Pasuk, you should not respect, stopped, and they removed the yoke of heaven from themselves and placed upon themselves the yoke of flesh and blood. From the time that those who whisper whisperings in judgment, in other words, advising judges, uh, was a lot. Rabo Charin Number one, the fierce anger uh, was uh, amongst Klal Yisrael. Nistalka Ashkina, and the Shkina went away. As the Pasuk says, Bekerav Kim Yishpait. It says, in the midst of the judges, he judges. Shrabo Achri Vitzom Libam Heilich. From the time when, as the Pasuk says, their heart goes after their their Tivis. So what ha- there was a lot of those who say to evil good and to evil good. In other words, those who treat wicked people as though they were righteous. There was a lot of them. From the time when, as the Pasuk says, those who say to evil good and good evil, uh, the cry of hoi hoi, whoa, whoa, was in the world. In other words, there was an increase of troubles that causes people to cry out. From those who would show up in arrogance, uh, they used to like spit. It was a type of gaive. Rabu hayihidim v'nismatu atamidim. So the haughty people uh, were a lot, and the number of students decreased. In other words, the because the balagaiveniks would say that there's nothing left for them to learn Torah. and the Torah needs to go around to seek those who study it. From the time that the haughty people uh, increased, so the Bnei Yisrael started marrying arrogant people, because the, our generation only looks at the face, the very external, uh, who they marry. So the Gemara says, A person who's arrogant, even the members of his household do not accept him. Shnei Malazah says, Gever yor v'lo yinveh, the haughty man abides not. That Yivne uh, does not mean, not means that even in his abode he's not accepted. So Mikara, so the Chera, what do we see? That somebody marrying uh, marrying an arrogant person is not a good thing. So it says Mikara Kofsalei, that initially she jumped at the chance to marry him because uh, the arrogant person looks like somebody great. But at the end, he is demeaned in her eyes. From the time that there was an increase of those who placed uh, upon home, uh, um, the, the obligation to designate their profits from merchandise uh, for the upkeep of Dayanim, 
So the Gemara says, The bribery and corruption of judgment was also increasing. And good ceased. And from the time that those Dayanim and leaders would say, I accept your favor and I hold your favor, uh, there was a lot of them. So uh, there was a lot of every man did what uh, was right in his eyes. And it says that lowly ones were raised and lofty ones were lowered and the monarchy is increasingly on, is increasing on the decline. From the time when misers and those greedy from profit uh, increased, so uh, what happened was is that uh, those hardened of hearts and who closed their eyes from lending increased and they transgressed that which is written in the Torah, guard yourself, etc. From the time that the woman with stretched forth necks and wanted eyes increased, so the bitter waters uh, increased, from the time that those who accept gifts increase, the days decreased, and as well the years also decreased. It says, and those who hate gifts live. From the time when those who are boastful hearts increased. So, there was a lot of machlekes from the time when the students of Shaman Hill did not serve their Rabbonim uh, properly, so Machlekes started amongst Klal Yisrael and the Torah became like two Torahs. From the time that those who accept Tzedaka uh, from Goyim uh, increased, the Yidin were Lamaila and they were Lamaila. The Jewish people ahead and they were behind. In other words, the statement is like a, it's like telling the Yidin that the Jewish people were below and behind, but the Gemara doesn't want to use this uh, expression. Okay, tomorrow we'll learn in Mitzvah Shem what uh, Ashkelais is. Just again, a reminder that tomorrow uh, the shear is at 6.30 due to the Mega Rambam, and as well the Siyum on Wednesday we're starting, we're going to start the shear.